and then you need you need to hit i need a lick i need to come up i need a quick hit and all it goes into the fear and to know like even if your dogecoin do hit even if yo your uh your shiba do hit even if it does hit then what because all you got is more money that's that's a problem that's the problem the problem how you gonna have his money you, you gotta find somewhere to put it he was trying to find an asset to put it in there's there's a more value than the dollar in the first, first place <laughs> and then you cashed out after you got the money what you gonna do with it now this is the literacy kings podcast my name is Corey paul rapper creative and entrepreneur Big boy, still thug jug hook a crook tried to hide it from a nuke so they put it in a book and I'm Jamarcus Traham, a.k.a. Jay with the NBA, investor and teacher. Started at the bottom, now we black entrepreneurs. It look good on us too, it look good. And we can do it again, cause we did it all before, yeah. Slave ship the ownership. Reading is fundamental. What up, what up? This is the Literacy Kings podcast, man. Appreciate you for checking us out. Another episode, season seven. 10 things to know before you quit your nine to five and today we're going to be talking about how to turn bad luck into good luck how to turn a, a loss to a lesson um how to turn something that you didn't want into something that you need and the uh dope part the subtitle of this um, particular lesson is dumber and dumber get richer and richer Boy. and as we break it down it make a lot of sense man so make sure you um stay locked in today on today's episode um we're going to be talking about the big differences between an entrepreneur and employee we're going to be talking about failing as a strategy robert kiyosaki author rich dad poor dad one of the top books um he talks about he used failure as a strategy of how he um how he came up and so talk about learning through your mistakes turning the bad luck into good luck um not blaming but learning Mm. which is a big deal um and then how a, a really dope part of the day is yeah you hear about how to you know you hear about not not being fearful you know to take the l's and different things like that but when you're scared you're scared how do you get past it so it's a dope part in this book where um, robert is talking about burn out the fear like how he he was afraid and how he actually uh, got through it and a lot of other dope 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 gems in this episode so make sure that you stay locked um, before we get into it though jay with the nba how you feeling baby Hey man, shout out to my kinfolk Duke Gutter, man. He got a, a clothing line that say win or learn. Mm, I like that. Win or learn. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Ain't ain't no losses, man. And, and and you know, everybody been saying that lately. I know Ross got the book out, The Art of uh Taking a Loss. I think it's something like that. Yeah. Um You're starting to see more people talk about it. Like right. you're not really losing. Yo Gotti got the interview. Say, you know, we take L's. We already took the major risks in the streets with our mm-hmm. lives mm-hmm. And, and prison time. So, a business risk, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That ain't really nothing to us. We just learn from it and just come back strong. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's why you get so, uh, I think that's why you get that, you know, how we talk about compound interest. You know, I think that just in anything in life, you start to see, you know, people excelling and then it's like they start flying. Mm-hmm. It's because. You know, they realize like, oh, it's all right. You know what I'm saying? So where it would have took them 10, now it take them five. Then it take them two. Then it take them one. Then they'll just pull up and they see the opportunity and 
but we own it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then when that starts to happen, you're going to start that learning curve, G. Exactly. Exactly, <laughs> man. So let's go ahead and jump off the porch and get into it. They start off real quick. Failing as a strategy. Mm. Failure. It says failure is essential mm. to succeeding. Right? Like, we learned during COVID what the word essential means. Right, 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 right. right. That means, you know, like, that's, uh, that is key. Right. These are key people. Essential workers were key workers. It was like, like you couldn't survive without it. Right. We had to have them. Had to have them. So, Mm -hmm. since failure is essential to succeeding, that means you have to fail to succeed. Yeah, yeah. That means it's like mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. That you fail in order for you to succeed. Just based on the keyword essential. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. we've learned about the word essential since March 2020. Well, I know nobody's <laughs> done it without it. You know what I mean? I, I it, Nobody has done it without taking the L. Facts. If yeah. you look at what Elon doing. Mm-hmm. See, you hear about Tesla breakthroughs. You don't hear about the failures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, and even that's part of we talked about that before on the podcast, right? The run rate of businesses, you know, mm-hmm. burn um, rate. the burn mm-hmm. rate of businesses, you know, yeah, that can be the um, you know what it costs to run the business, but that's also knowing there's gonna be some L's that we take, you know, it's gonna be some losses that we take that we gotta account for. You should pray your business is big enough for you to have a research and development department right 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 that, right so right. you can have a huge budget mm-hmm. solely dedicated on you taking ills right 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 for right, you to right. learn <laughs> the you should only says, hope that man i hope my business get big enough for that right to be able to take yeah <laughs> the book says there are two primary reasons why entrepreneurs fail one is that the would-be entrepreneur is so afraid of failing he or she freezes and then does nothing Right. Um, the second reason entrepreneurs fail is that they they do not fail enough. So it's not doing anything or it's not failing enough. That boy uh, Bun say, um, quit your talking and get to doing. All that planning and contemplating, when the F you going to start pursuing? Man, hold up. Cars ain't driving themselves. Mansions ain't building themselves. You waiting for it, man. Man, you about to start building yourself. Man. Yeah. <laughs> It's real. Buns, quit the talking and get the doing. Yeah, it's good. It's good. All that planning and contemplating. Mm-hmm. When you gonna start pursuing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bro, that line just hit. Yeah. It hit hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Um, That's good. Word to Bun of UGK, man. Um, analysis paralysis. I've had analysis paralysis before. It's no joke. All smart people have analysis paralysis. He, because if you are a thinker mm-hmm. at all, if you're a person that const- that's cautious and you're thinking, you're like, oh, man, if you're a, ma- a mastermind, sometimes you have to na- analysis paralysis, bro. It's natural. Yeah. Um, analysis paralysis. Paralysis is paralyzed. You can't move. And analysis paralysis is you're analyzing so much to where you there's no movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... To have analysis paralysis is, is a, I'm constantly playing. I'm just thinking, like, oh, what's this? What's this? Is is you planning for the plan for the plan? Mm-hmm. Like you just mm-hmm. over plan, right? The only problem is there's gonna be part of the plan you don't know until you start acting, and it's gonna change. 
Yes. You done planned out for six months, two months in, that stuff you was planning for didn't change. So right. it don't even matter no more. Um, you, this is what I have to do. I have to constantly do it because sometimes I do get analysis paralysis. It says, especially when I'm analyzing stocks or stuff like that, I'll get an analysis paralysis. I'll find a good, I'll send it to court. Hey, bro, what you think about this? But then I don't pull the trigger. So this is what you got to do. You got to train yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. You got to say, all right, since you think you're so smart, test it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell myself. Since you think you got one, since you think you got one, Jay, test it. Yeah. Put yeah. your money in. And, and, and uh, from there, when it gets realer to you because you got skin in the game, right. that's really when the real education starts. Right. It ain't the pre-planning. It's when you actually get in that when you actually dove in the water. Right. That's when your real um training gonna start. You t- you said it on the podcast. You said you know, once I get into an asset, I'm gonna really start paying now attention, paying attention, to, attention it. to it. Now I'm paying attention. Mm-hmm. Now I'm paying attention to it. You know what I'm saying? Just try it out. Watch. You gonna find yourself. You once you, <laughs> you put twenty dollars in there, you gonna find yourself checking it, checking mm-hmm. it, seeing what if you on Robin Hood, see what the little news is under it, and mm-hmm. you, it's gonna pique your interest. And it ain't. It's twenty dollars. You know what I'm saying? Two practical steps when it comes to analysis paralysis, or two things to think to know. One, um. You possibly have analysis paralysis because you've tried before. It's not that you've never done anything before. You've always been on the bench. It gets even stronger when you actually have tried, you actually have done things and failed. And then because of that, you start moving a whole lot more cautious or um, maybe you didn't come up with a whole lot. You don't have a whole lot. So you scared to fail. You scared to lose. Um, and so then that's causing you to be cautious as well. The, the, the thing is to understand, like Jay saying, it's, it's not true. It's cap. It's not real. <laughs> Thinking that you can plan your way to perfection. It's simply not the case. It's never been. I always say the example on the podcast. It's like saying you want the best jump shot in the world, but you're not going to shoot the ball until it's the best jump shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? It's going to come with the most shots. Then the other thing with the uh, with that when it comes to analysis paralysis, a practical step you could do is um, set your parameters. So Jay mentioned analyzing stock. That's a good one, right? So if you checking out, you like, man, uh, me and Jay was talking about it. I, man, uh, Facebook got this metaverse that they yeah. talking about. Yeah. If you don't know, Facebook changed their name um, to Meta, and they creating the metaverse where it's gonna be virtual re- virtual reality on steroids. They putting billions of dollars into it and all that. But okay, boom, you like, man, I never really considered Facebook. Maybe I should invest in Facebook, right? Well, as you as you invest, as you you know, look, okay, these are the things to consider. I got my five or six points. And my, my parameters that I'm using to gauge this stock, right? As you do that with Facebook, you know what I'm saying? See how long it took you. Mm-hmm. And how much, and then as you look, how much of that was like needed time. And then do that with Netflix and do that with Uber and do that with other places, you know, and see how long it's taking you about to do the thing, right? 
And then when you're honest with yourself, like I feel, I would feel confident in pulling the trigger after X amount of research. Then you have a, a, a parameter, you know what I'm saying, to work within. So if if I know then, so if Jay send me a stock, like, hey, bro, you know about this? And I start researching it, I know I didn't looked at this stock for a week. Mm-hmm. It's time to pull the trigger. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, it's going to be little variables, but I, I've set that parameter versus just this ambiguous timing of when i feel right you know you know so i think that you know you can kind of bring some of that practicality to help yeah the um another thing i saw the when he broke down the difference between employees and entrepreneur when it yeah comes let's move to that when it comes to uh taking risks yeah my god that boy yeah. said break that down break that down that's really good that boy said um now i, I don't want to uh you know, I like to do him justice. So I'm going to read <laughs> exactly what he says. He says, um, I hate making mistakes. I feel stupid. I must know the answers. I feel like it's important to do everything the right way. The way the company tells me to do it. Right. So Robert was talking to uh, an, a person at the radio station that was interviewing him. Right, an employee, an employee, right? And there's the person saying, you know, I hate making mistakes. I feel stupid when I make them. You know, kind of like the average, how the average person feels when they make a mistake. That boy Robert say, and that's why you're a good employee. <laughs> I, I responded kindly. I res- I replied. I replied kindly. kindly. Right? He said employees are hired to not make mistakes. Mm-hmm. An employee's job is to follow the rules, mm-hmm. do as they are told do their job the right way if employees want to do things their own way or they do not follow the rules and make too many mistakes they are fired Mm -hmm. because they're not doing the job they are hired to do Mm -hmm. right then he switch over um he says so my job as an employee is not to take risks and your job as an entrepreneur is to take risks Mm -hmm. to make mistakes and sometimes fail Right, and he says that the, that's the key difference between entrepreneurs and employees. Right, so he says, um, first of all, I had to learn the science of making mistakes, mm-hmm. and um, learning from mistakes. Second, I had to learn how to choose the risk I took. Mm-hmm. The better my skills as an entrepreneur became, the better my judgment. At taking calculated risk. Today I look at taking risk as part of my job. I don't want my employees to take risk. Right. That's good. So it's a lot to unpack in there. It's like, yes, yeah, see, see. Because you're a part of my system, I already took the risk in developing this system. Mm-hmm. Tweaking it, doing uh, research doing a beta, beta test and doing this you know trying to see does this work so once I brought you along what I told you to do that part of the system I already know works mm-hmm. or even if I don't know it work I'm testing it so I need to know if it works right so I need you to just do what I told mm-hmm. you to do right mm-hmm. and I'm going to continue to take risks so we can grow mm-hmm. And 
in those risks, I'm going to make mistakes. Right. But that's for me to do. Right. Not you. Right. Right. Like you're not in that part of the plan. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he also said an entrepreneur should choose the risk to take. Right. Right. They're not out here just doing something for the risk of it. Just oh, I'm just out here thrill seeking. (laughs) No. Specifically, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's a part of the business that they need to pay attention to. Like, I don't have enough customers, so like I gotta gotta look at promo, I gotta look at marketing, I gotta look at this. I gotta say, all right, I need to focus more attention to that. That's a risk because if you placing your attention on that and you don't got a full build system, something else may lack. Right, right, right. But right, you're right. taking that risk, you're choosing to take that risk because you know that's the part of your system that's lacking. Right. That's so good. it's not just freestyling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Say, oh, let me try something. Yeah. No, no, no. This is Kev- This is analyzing where you need to take the risk. Right, right, right. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Yeah. And so we got to remember um, 10 things to consider before you quit your nine to five. Um, so the, the foundation, the fundamentals of how we do anything, you know what I'm saying, is the is key. Right, Jordan and Kobe will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I got great at the fundamentals. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> They'll tell you that. They've told you that. Those are their words. And so we got to think about the fundamentals on the good and the bad side. Think about what you're saying, Doje, and think about how polar opposite it is to everything we ever talk. You, an entrepreneur is supposed to make mistakes and take risks. Your whole life, you taught mistake bad. You made a mistake. X. You made a mistake. I'm taking points off. You know what I'm saying? You make too many mistakes. You fail. You got to get this right. It's a right answer and it's a wrong answer. Mm-hmm. And you're punished if you get the answer wrong. We that's what's drilled into us our whole life. And then you get to where you start to realize, like, now nah, I want to have a business. I want to do this. No matter, no, no wonder you got analysis paralysis. You're trying to do something you never done and not get nothing wrong. You know what yeah, I mean? You're trying to be an entrepreneur the employee way. The employee way. <laughs> yeah, because that's what the, that's yeah. what schools make. And even you know, a lot of times your parents, that your parents want you to be safe. And that's mm-hmm. what he is. So I know a lot of people's parents is gonna, are gonna tell them the safe route to go. You know what I mean? Because they want what's best for you. So it, this is not just something cool to say. It really does stop. You know, it really does stop you from. Um, progressing and getting to where you want to go if you're not understanding the psychology like you could be turned up after you hear the podcast after you watch a YouTube video like yeah let's go but if you don't understand the psychology of like but why am I having analysis paralysis Mm -hmm. why am I scared to make mistakes Mm -hmm. why you know do I feel like I have to get it right am I just destined to be an employee am I just not an entrepreneur It may not be the case. You may be an entrepreneur, but you've just been stuck in an employee world. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So that's why you feel that way. Um, Man, this boy, Robert, man, this boy's a genius when he's writing these books. This boy had a story about him being at the racetrack. Yeah, let's do that. That was a good story. Man. Now, this is when we talk about how do you get over fear? 
right so yes. we got fear you got fear of failing you know what i'm saying um and we talk about fear it's a real thing it don't just mean you oh you scary boy it it, it means it's a physiological response to it you walk on the, to the edge of a cliff your heart gonna start beating you ain't got to tell it to you yeah know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me it's gonna be a natural response it's gonna be a you natu- ain't got to worry about that partner it's a natural response so when you trying to risk it all it's gonna be or if risk anything it's a natural response of fear so then the question is I know that it's a lot more in me. I know I got a lot more value. I know it's businesses and stuff I want to build, but I'm scared. How do I get past it? And this is where Jay finna pick up with the uh, race car story. All right. So it says um, in 2005, March, he says him and Kim, which is his wife, they signed up to take a a four-day Formula One racing school, Mm -hmm. right, in Arizona, right? Uh, He said, don't ask us why we signed up for it. We just simply... We did it simply because it sounded fun and exciting. We are not professional race car drivers and have no intention of becoming professional mm-hmm. race car drivers. Right? And he says that they picked the wrong class. Mm-hmm. He said technically they were supposed to sign up for, uh, he said there was two classes. <laughs> One class was for high performance driving. This is the class we should have been in. Mm-hmm. Right? And that class, it was everyday people. Who simply just wanted to learn how to drive regular cars at high speed. Mm-hmm. That's not the one they signed up for. <laughs> right, right. He said the second class was titled Grand Prix Driving, right. right? Which is the class that he ended up going into. They were a class full of professional race car drivers and amateur drivers with years of racing experience. We didn't realize we were in the wrong class until we realized what kind of cars mm-hmm. they was using. Versus the other, the other, the other class had high-performance Cadillacs. Mm-hmm. He said, this class had all Corvettes, mm-hmm. and then they graduated into Formula One racers. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so he was like, bro, for the next three days, it's a four-day class. For the first three days, I was like, bro, how do terrified. I get out of this class, bro? He was bro? terrified. He said he had a knot in his stomach. Yeah, he had a knot in his stomach, bro. He said, on the morning of the second day, the knot in my stomach was worse. My logical mind was chattering away, trying to figure out a way to quit gracefully. Right, right. Because <laughs> right? the reason that they didn't, because they, the reason they ain't just be like, oh, we in the wrong class to go to the next one. Because initially he was like, oh, we here, like we probably could learn stuff faster. Mm-hmm. Like, like he was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm this good. Will, this will accelerate our learning. Yeah, this will accelerate our learning. Mm-hmm. But then after he started seeing what that action My was really about, <laughs> he got scared. But then he didn't want to quit. So yeah. that was the thing. He could have, but inside, he's like, I'm terrified, but now it would be me quitting because I'm scared and I don't want to do it. Yeah. And he says um, his driver instructor, instructor kept telling him, you need to drive faster. Mm-hmm. You need to drive mm-hmm. faster. Imagine mm-hmm. being scared still and they steady telling you. Go faster. You need to go faster. Mm-hmm. You're not going faster. Yeah. yeah. You need to go faster. He said what he learned is the difference between regular driving for the streets which would be an employee and driving in highways and uh and racetracks mm-hmm. which is entrepreneur driving mm-hmm. he said they are complete opposites mm-hmm. he said on a regular street when there's a wreck you slow down mm-hmm. in race car driving you speed up and hit the throttle faster mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there is a wreck, you mm-hmm. speed up. You're trying and go to get around. away from it as quick as possible. And he's like, 
it's like I had to retrain my mind. Like, mm-hmm. no, 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 you don't slow down because it's, he's like a few times he slowed down. He's like, no, no, no you're supposed to speed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around it, right? Say so when you skidding out of control. When you skidding out of control, the average person they hit the brakes and mm-hmm. try to slow down. You're not supposed to do that in race cars. You're supposed to hit the driver. You're supposed to uh, throttle your way through it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm. right. I had to change exact. Like he said, I was like so scared in his class. Mm-hmm. I had to because it taught me to do the exact opposite. opposite. Yeah. Of what I was thought, bro. Yeah. Right? And it says, um, on the fourth day, the night in my gut was even worse, and my mind was coming up with every reason why I did not have to do this course. The fourth day, uh, when the class stops driving a Corvette and jumping to the Formula One open wheel racers, mm-hmm. <laughs> they had to put on red jumpsuits and helmets. Uh, I was stuck in the car. I felt like I was sliding into a coffin. <laughs> right? Again, the coward in me wanted to quit. I could hear my mind saying, you don't have, you don't need this. You don't have anything to prove. You'll never be a race car driver. So why are you doing this? This is nuts. It says in less than an hour, I was happier than I've been in years. I was uh, at home in the car. Suddenly all three days of lessons, fears and frustrations uh, clicked. And I was driving the car at full throttle. Yeah. Instead of fear, it was exhilaration. Yeah. The driver in me pushed the coward aside and took over the car. Yeah. Right. Um, basically, he learned. He went through three days of frustration and fear and all that, and he just kept coming back because he, you paid your money, you might mm-hmm. well keep going. And by the fourth day, by the end of that day, he learned to like throttle your way through mm-hmm. it, even though you still are scared. He's like the fear didn't go away. Mm-hmm. He says I learned how to handle it differently. Mm-hmm. He's like, and that just changed my mapping, Powerful. how I think, and bro. It, what he's saying is true because okay. like I told you when I have analysis paralysis I tell you I had to train my way uh, train my way out of it right mm-hmm. so like my wife like when we go out of the country she always know I'm gonna do something crazy right mm-hmm. so <laughs> when we went to uh, we went to Mexico for our anniversary bro and I got on a bull okay. you know a bull riding in Mexico <laughs> bro <laughs> that bull was humongous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's on my IG. If you find that yeah, picture on my yeah. IG, everybody comment like, bro, you look scared. Boy, I was scared for my life. <laughs> I was terrified. Terrified. Yeah. And yeah. they was like, who want to get on the bull? I raised my hand first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on purpose. Because yeah. you wanna know why? Because I realized sometimes I do have an ass breath. I have to purposely do things to train my mind to go towards the fear amen and not away from it amen same thing when i went to dominican republic i jumped in a cave a 25 foot cave you couldn't even see it was dark down there i didn't know what was in the water i jumped in first yeah 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 you jump in yeah i'm I'm finna jump in yeah she like well something is wrong with you Bro, it's necessary. <laughs> it's necessary. It no, is what's necessary. wrong with me is I have fear, and fear will paralyze you. Right, because you realize it's not real. Right, a lot of times, so what I'm saying it's not real. A lot of times, um, what you know, we think something. We talked about this a little bit before, but we think something is dangerous, and it's not danger. It's just fear. Right. Right. So it's like you know. It, they busting outside. You know what I'm saying? They spraying the whole block up. It's bullets everywhere. If I walk outside, that's dangerous. Yeah, that's dangerous. Right? That's dangerous. Don't go outside. No fear, right? That's <laughs> danger, right? But then, you know, but then, so we look at that and we look at that and we like, you know, that's, that's danger, right? Um, but then what'll happen is 
uh, we be in other situations where there's no real danger there. We just scared. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we just scared. You feel me? You know, we're talking about the entrepreneur joint or whatever. You know, if you're trying to get something going with your money, uh, you have to invest it and you scared to lose it. Mm -hmm. it nothing's gonna, you're not gonna die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, you would just, you took a hell and you have to figure out a way to bounce back. So I think a, a, a really dope point to, to pull out from that is, don't think that it's just gonna magically go away. You know, it's no magic it's not, to you it. You have to train your way out. You of have it. to. You have to. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying you have to burn your way your way out of it. It was. It's actually um this guy. Um, he did a dope study. He he calls it um uh, rejection therapy, and he he uh went on like a hundred days of rejection. So he would just he created a he created these random things that he would ask for so like day one he'd be like i'm gonna ask i'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, try to get somebody to let me borrow a hundred dollars so he just go up to people and be like hey can i can i borrow a hundred dollars knowing that most people are gonna say no so he can just get their rejection you know what i'm saying he walk you know he'll walk up to um you know um um police officer hey man can i hit the siren in the car or it'd be he go up to somebody's house can i plant this uh flower in your backyard like it was just random things go <laughs> to a restaurant and be like hey man can y'all make me this such and such but it's not on the menu mm -hmm. you know what i mean just it'd be little things and then it would be bigger things like that pertaining to his business and it's and what he did was his whole goal was just i'm gonna i'm gonna burnout rejection like i'm gonna just get rejected and what he said what he learned because he was so terrified of being rejected that's why he started that this thing rejection therapy and he said what he learned is um as he went through the process he realized the things because he was so scared of rejection his fears kept living and eating and getting stronger right the last thing i said about it real quick is he asked this one guy hey can i plant this flower in your backyard and the guy was like no so instead of him leaving he was like do you mind if i ask why now naturally you may think well he think because that's that's weird or i could be i could hurt him mm -hmm. or he don't trust me but the guy was like well because i got a dog and you plant this flower he's just gonna dig it up i don't want you to waste your time but kathy she loves flowers and stuff like that so you can go ask her he went and asked kathy she was like oh sure this is cool and he planted mm. the flower to make it so he was saying like he would have normally walked away and his fears would have continued his rejection thoughts would have continued to feed because they would thought he thought i was weird oh you know people are closed in people this is like no he actually said no for his sake he's like i don't want you to waste your time and your flower because clearly this matters to you you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so it's just like Bro, that's a whole podcast series. My God. You know what I'm saying? Talking through that because if you don't understand it, being motivated ain't enough. You got to get to the root and understand if you work through it, it can be true breakthrough. All right. Here's an application piece. Since I know we spent a, a quite a bit on that. Here's an application piece. I think you should blend both. I think you should take your analysis paralysis because it's going to be there. Mm -hmm. If you're smart, if you're a critical thinker, you're going to analyze stuff. Mm -hmm. So... <clears throat> What I used to do, I used to say, man, what if this don't work or what if this happens? So I, you need to combine that with the action step so you can have a, a alternate plan if it doesn't. Right. So if you're saying, oh, man, I, I don't know if I should do this because what if this happens? Then you should make a plan for what it 
what mm-hmm. if it happens and then go back and do it because mm-hmm. now you do it if it works cool mm-hmm. if it don't you got the plan that you came up with exactly. if it did exactly and yeah. that's how you end up moving forward and that's how you end up growing business and keep your business going well see what you I, just said there you said if it go right or wrong you got the plan of what's gonna happen what's gonna happen so in what you said in the book talks about it two of the reasons why people don't you know people why people don't do the thing is because one they're scared to, to fail mm-hmm. their self and two they're scared of what they look like to others mm-hmm. but in the in your practicality that you just put in place there is no failure because you have a plan of action for either one mm-hmm. so yeah it's failure but it's not the it's not the end right it was it you failed that now it's okay on to the next one mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and two it had nothing to do with nobody else and what they thought about you the plan was all based on you moving towards your goal mm-hmm. so I, I think that's a great idea because that i've done it before yeah that's why i, I asked myself that because i've done it before um in the book it talks about on page 33 it talked about learning quickly Right. And saying how um, there's nothing supporting you as an entrepreneur. So you have to learn quick. Right. It says uh, you have to learn quickly because you're making something out of nothing. Yeah. I did. Right. There is nothing there to support you. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason why you if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you cannot have the analysis paralysis um, mind frame. Mm hmm. You literally is not gonna have, you're gonna your your idea is gonna die because mm-hmm. nothing is supporting you nothing is uh, sustaining you mm-hmm. right nothing's gonna pick you back up because technically um, you haven't created nothing that will mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so um, just keep going and learn quickly from your mistakes yeah like Kobe said quick implementation and once you study that what you implement it revise it and quickly implement the new strategy after you revise it you gotta move quickly in learning because right. nothing is supporting you that's good one thing that I wanna make sure we hit is uh, he talked about um, you know uh, blaming not learning and so you know he was just saying uh, when stuff goes wrong you can blame somebody or something or you can learn from it and grow from it. Mm. And so um when when you're running your business when you're trying to or, or excuse me when you're trying to build your business stuff is going to go wrong. And sometimes it will be somebody else's fault. And the the good thing about that is as an entrepreneur Everything is your fault anyway. Right. <laughs> right. So Damon John says, uh, as an entrepreneur, you know, um, you thank everybody else for your success and you blame only yourself for your failures. Mm-hmm. And that's not just like something fly to say to make yourself sound away. It's because basically if something goes wrong, it's a chink in the armor. It's a hole somewhere. So even if it's somebody else's fault, you got to ask yourself, how can I stop this from happening or reduce the effects of it happening again? Mm-hmm. So if you got all these orders to go out and you just started your business and your supplier flake on you, you know what I'm saying? And they straight just mess up everything. Don't send it on time. Yes, they fault. But now you got to ask yourself, 
what did I go, how did I go wrong in picking that supplier? Were there any what things that I did wrong? Can I do something better? Uh, maybe I need to have a backup supplier. So why did you just they, have why did you just have one plug? Why did I just <laughs> have one plug? Right, like right, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it could be their fault, but then that's done. That means nothing. It's not about blaming them. It's about actually learning from it. And I think that that's powerful powerful because I know a lot of uh wannabe entrepreneurs get knocked off because of that. And here go one right here that everybody ain't gonna, you know, you might not like it, but sometimes <laughs> it's the people right next to you. It might be your wife or your husband My or God. your girlfriend or whoever, and they the one that you preach, Reverend. No, I'm <laughs> they the one that you blaming for you not being able to do it, man. If he support me, if she support me, if they did this, if they did that, then I would be able to do this. They the one keep nope. It's always your fault. You know what I'm saying? I tell you the truth. If you can't fight through that, you don't deserve it anyway. You where well, it ain't gonna work. They ain't gonna be the last person. They coming for you. You know what I'm saying? Actually, like, that's good practice. Yeah, because they coming for you. Because at the beginning, more people gonna tell you no than yes. Mm -hmm. So actually, that's good practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like don't feel like that's that's anything that's unnatural. You know, we talk about it on the podcast. It's not your, it's not their vision. It's your vision. Mm -hmm. You know, I know people personally who wives or husbands didn't see it in the beginning. It worked, and then they was like, "Dang, I wish I would have saw it, but I can't cap like I did." But I'm glad it worked. Right. You know what I mean? And it, it, it ain't like they your, your op or your enemy. It's not their vision. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think that was important, man, because I know that sometimes we can use that as an excuse to not do what we need to do. Yeah. Um. Uh, so one of the cycle, one thing emerged down here. It was a cycle. He said, first it starts with the desire to want to do better, right? Yeah. And then you, you, tr you try out the process. You make your mistakes, right? Then you correct your mistakes and you improve, mm -hmm. right? And then the cycle repeats itself, mm -hmm. right? You just desire something else to want to be better from what it was last time. Uh, take process to make it better, make your mistakes, correct, improve, repeat. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, that literally is life. Yeah. All in a nutshell. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? You could take that with you and, um, he talk about the steps of the biz starting the business. He put they got ten steps, um, and uh, start the business. Num number one, start the business. Number two, fail and learn. Number three, find a mentor. Number four, fail and learn. <laughs> number five, take some classes. Number six, keep failing and learning. Right. <laughs> number seven, stop when successful. Number eight, celebrate. Number nine, count your money and wins and the losses. Number ten, repeat the process. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that's that's a pretty cool way to look at it and you know, you may alter it if you want to, but one thing ain't gonna stop is them failing and learning. That's just, that's just nah, gonna that's, happen. That's just part of it, man. Yeah. Um blaming turns bad luck into more bad luck. Yep. Right? So don't blame nobody. Um don't even blame yourself. I wouldn't even say don't even waste a lot of time blaming yourself. Mm-hmm. Accept responsibility, but don't get on some man blame myself because that's negative. Just say, hey, bro, that's me. I got to get sharper and I'm gonna get better. Like, don't waddle in it because mm -hmm. you don't have time to waddle in nothing is supporting your dream but you. Yeah. Until yeah. you built that system around it. Yeah. So you don't have time to waddle. And man, it's it's the age old story too of like entrepreneurs making mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Entrepreneurs making mistakes. And then learning from it, and then capitalizing in the future. It's all, as Buffett said, it's always another bus. Mm -hmm. Me and Jay were just uh, laughing before uh, before the show because you know um, 
back when Dogecoin. Everybody's talking about Dogecoin, <laughs> Dogecoin, Dogecoin, Dogecoin. And now they talking about Shiba Inu. Yeah. That's the new one. Shiba Inu. Remember Dogecoin? You know Question mark. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Before Dogecoin, they were talking about AMC stock. Everybody was mm-hmm. on AMC stock. That's finna be go to the it's GameStop. Gonna, GameStop. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. GameStop. <laughs> Everybody was on GameStop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, another bus, right? It, it, you all, we always talk about, man, if I was around doing this time, mm-hmm. man, if I was on when they came out there, if I was in the gold rush, if I was when the internet would probably not, that keeps happening over and over and over and over again. It's happening right now, but because um, you scared, you know what I'm saying? Because see, uh, I would say crypto is popping right now. Some uh, Somebody posted something. They said cryptocurrency. What they say? Cryptocurrency is... Um, is is um, Dang. It, I, I, I want to get it just right, bro. Because when it, when I saw it, it, uh, it hit me. Because the, the title that they used was like perfect. Oh, that's what they said. Uh, they said... Um, uh, Bitcoin and crypto is like Lil Wayne. We're currently in the Wayne mixtape era of cryptocurrency. Invest <laughs> before the quarter three drops. <laughs> and that, so it's like those times are always happening right here, right now. You know what I mean? So like Jason, like, but you were blaming yourself, bro. It's always another opportunity to apply that that ill and make it a lesson and be able to. You ain't miss nothing. You know what I'm saying? I hate to sound like a drug dealer on these podcasts so yeah. much, but here's the thing: heroin been selling since man, uh, since when? Man, <laughs> but you go through these other eras, that cocaine era when it hit the 80s. You know what I'm saying? Crack era hit all of this. You think people wasn't still selling heroin during yep, those times? Yep, yep, yep. Unfortunately, in actuality, yep. they was thanking God that that cocaine came mm. and all that because now all the enforcement mm. is going on these new popular mm. ones. And I can still about, mm. get mine off, get yeah. my packs off quietly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You th- so all this rushing to jump on the new trend. And jumping in the waves. Mm-hmm. Hey man, get you some heroin, man. Yeah. It's gonna sell. <laughs> you wanna talk about a one liner that can be taken completely out of context? Completely out of context. Get hey man, listen, sell. man. I'm telling you, bro. Yeah. Uh, listen, you don't believe me? Ask a heroin dealer. Yeah, 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 bro, yeah. But no, it's just my point. Like, contextualization. Dogecoin, you look at this, you look at that, you look at it's just but, waves. Ways. You know what that goes back to, though? You know what it goes back to? We still on topic. Fear of failure. Mm-hmm. See, I'm scared. Well, fear of missing out. Fear, fear of missing Both. Fear mm-hmm. of missing out, right? FOMO, but also fear of failure. Why is it fear of failure, right? Because you're trying to hit a quick lick. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to hit a quick lick. Everybody talking about it. Everybody says it's gonna go up. Um, Even it, Reagan it, talked about teenage millionaires. <laughs> say yeah, say man. Everybody talking about. It. Everybody says it's gonna go up, right? And so, um, oftentimes it's uh, it's security in majority. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If that's what everybody doing, maybe I can I can give me. A, but what it really come down to is you scared. You you're scared. So that's why you feel like you need something magical. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? If you confident in your, if you can really fight, Jay, 
If you can, if you really know how to fight and you square up with somebody, you're not praying for no knockout punch, right? No. I hope I can. I hope I can sneak him. Ooh, I hope <laughs> I can sneak him. You're just like, no, nah, I'm gonna just dog him. Like, I'm I'm not looking for no magical move. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you're confident in your skill set and your ability. But when you got low financial IQ and you're not confident and you don't understand, you ain't listening to Literacy King season two, understand many circulation, <laughs> and then you need you need a hit. I need a lick. I need to come up. I need a quick hit. And all that goes into the fear. And because you haven't failed enough with money, mm-hmm. right, to understand what it truly, you know, how it truly works. And to know, like, even if your Dogecoin do hit, even if your your uh your Shiba do hit, even if it does hit, then what? Because all you got is more money. That's that's a problem. That's the problem. The problem. How you gonna have his money? You, you gotta find somewhere to put it. He was trying to find an asset to put it in. There's there's a more value than the dollar in the first, first place. <laughs> and then you cashed out after you got the money. What you gonna do with it now? Then you gonna have to pay taxes on it because they started tax crypto. Man, You're just not getting it. You're not, not getting it. Work. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not gonna work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Uh, dumb and dumber get richer and richer so uh this is you know yeah this is a nod to jim carrey you know what i'm saying and the the dumb and dumber series and all of that and basically what he's saying through through the dumber dumber and dumber get richer and richer is he's saying that um he, he wasn't scared to make mistakes he wasn't scared to he wasn't scared to uh to look stupid you know what I'm saying? In front of people and had them judge him and think that, you know, he took L's and he fell off. Right. And the the dumber they thought that he looked um, or the, the bigger failure that they thought that he was, he was learning and adjusting and mm-hmm. learning and adjusting and learning and adjusting. And he said that his partners, uh, and there's no shade, but he's saying like his, the partners that, you know, that, you know, went to school, took mm-hmm. a job. He 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 passed them up. He been lapped them when it mm-hmm. comes to you know uh, money and wealth, you know. And so, he, you know, he's saying even in the book he's talking about his path wasn't. I made A's and B's and I was a solid mm-hmm. student and I got it right. And he was saying his personal path of to success was making hella mistakes, and that's why he says he starts so many businesses. Because in essence, Robinson he uses business to practice. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then once he practice, 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 he get it right, then boom, he got that going, running with, with, without him, and then he can go and do it again. And so I think that's important because, and especially, you know, sound like a, a pawpaw, but in this day and age, but it ain't yeah. just this day and age. It's always been, boys always want to shine. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to shine. You want to look good. You want to, you know, you want to be at, at least neck and neck with your neighbor or in front of them. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to look like you're down. You don't want to look like you're out. You don't want to look like, you know what I'm saying? You tripping, right? Um, and Robert is saying, like, why are you worried about not looking dumb? I'm making all these mistakes. You got all these entrepreneurs making all these mistakes. But then when it hit, it's going to hit. Um. So, yeah, I mean. I just want to close out with a couple of things. Um, you just briefly mentioned it. Start a business for practice. Yeah. Bro, that's excellent advice. Excellent advice. Because especially if it's just you starting off mm-hmm. and you want to practice, you can practice building your system. Mm-hmm. When it's just you, you can see, can I acquire clients this way? Can I take a client through the full cycle of 
going through my business. Mm-hmm. Can I say, bro, get a business just to practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my clients be like, oh, how can I get some of these write outs? Get a business. Get a practice. Business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the key. Bro, it really is a cheat code. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to understand business, you want to understand people's personality, dealing with people more, dealing with your clients and all that, bro, get a business just to practice. Mm-hmm. You can quit, you can still have your day job, mm-hmm. but start doing something on the side and get it. Bro, I bet you your intelligence level go up. Yeah, yeah. You it's going to go up because you got a business and you're practicing in it. Yeah. So if you got an idea in your head, start just start practicing it. Yeah. Uh, start that business just to practice. It ain't necessarily about winning and making money and this and that. Start it to practice, bro. Mm-hmm. And that, and then the last thing I got, it says, um, too many people are lazy to think. My God. Hmm. Instead of learning something new, they think the same thoughts day in and day out. Because thinking is hard work. Hmm. When you are forced to think, you expand your mental capacity. Mm, that's good when you expand your mental capacity your wealth increases yeah yeah 100 percent. pro as a educator mm-hmm. so, bro, y'all just don't think mm-hmm. y'all just don't mm-hmm. want to think mm-hmm. right it's so many people that want to just be i see because i'm in the education system i see kids that want to just be programmed Mm-hmm. Just tell me what to do. Right, right, right. I'm right. serious, and I'm like, right, right, no, right. don't yeah. do that. Don't yeah. say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, just tell me what to do. Just you want me to copy the notes? Uh, I'm yeah. like, no. I I want you to learn to think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you can manipulate situations. Mm-hmm. Because not every question gonna be number one. And the number one in your life gonna be number six in his life. Mm-hmm. They ain't gonna all be the same, bro. It's gonna be different. The problem is gonna be worded differently. You got some kids that can't answer a question mm-hmm. unless it's written the exact same way. Right, 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 right. That right, right. the teacher taught it. Right, right, yeah. Even yeah. though it's still a multiplication or division problem. If you rewrite it a different way. They, uh, 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 how you do this? Boy, it's still division. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? It's like, they not trained to think. They just trained to, oh man, just show me how to do it. Just do it. And that's why YouTube is so popular. That's what, mm-hmm. Because it's not, they're not getting inspired by YouTube mm-hmm. and thinking their way through it. No. They just, all right, what to do? What to do? Tell me what right, to do. Right, right, right. And that's right. why they're giving these money to these 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 false prophet gurus. <laughs> I'm serious. They wasting right. bands upon bands upon bands because thinking is too hard. They be really be tell what to do, bro. Mm. But I'm gonna tell you this: the lack of thinking is expensive. Big, big facts. Yeah, the, you better start thinking, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big facts, big facts. That's, that's all I got. I'm Jay with the NBA. <laughs> Mike with microphone drop. Yeah, these, yeah. these mics too expensive to drop, but if they wouldn't, I'd drop one. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Appreciate y'all checking out the show today, man. That's all that we got. Uh make sure that you uh like, hit that five star six as you got if you got it, check out Patreon. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe to get the next pack before we let it fly publicly. Um if you got anything you want us to to, to cover to talk about, you got questions, thoughts, comments, concerns, anything, man, hit us up. Um, literacykings at gmail.com in the show notes also um, on Instagram we be we be live on Instagram so you can hit us up uh, there next time we're going to be talking about 
knowing the difference between uh, your job and your work. What's mm. the difference? In order to, to know, you know, the everything you need to know before you quit, you need to know the difference between your job and your work, man. I pray you be inspired. I pray you be encouraged, and that this episode resonates. Uh, this episode resonates with you. Until the next time, we are the Literacy Kings. Love. Reading, Reading. is fundamental. fundamental. fundamental.